Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Masterpods. This is a podcast series where we try to get to know people who work in or with sustainability and hear their stories and their take on how we can work together against the climate crisis. Uh, I'm your host, Olivier, and today I'm super excited to welcome Josefina Otsberg-Gustafsson, the CEO of Be Urban, a company based in Stockholm that provides cities with living biodiversity hotspots, uh, a company that actually seeks to reconnect humans to nature and its functions, um, essential functions at that. Uh, this area is of personal interest to me, and you may have noticed a pattern here jumping between topics on biodiversity and uh, urban development. So I'm super excited to yet again uh, delve into the topic of nature and cities and even nature in cities today, uh, which I think is one of the def defining trends of urbanization in the 21st century. Uh, and in the process here, we'll get to know Yusufina more personally and her story with Be Urban as well. Uh, thanks a lot for joining, Yusufina. How are you? <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm fine, thank you. Great. Um, so my first question generally is just very simple. Um, how, who, who are you, in your <laughs> own words? Uh, in my own words, I'm a super nerd. I love insects and nature, and I'm um, I'm an environmental activist, really, but in disguise. Okay, and now <laughs> you are CEO of Be Urban. Yes. How, how did you end up there? What's your story? Uh, well, um, I started Be Urban 11 years ago with my friend Carolina Lisla. And um, we were, uh, we are two um, activists who are concerned about um, the loss of pollinators and uh, plant species in Stockholm. And um, uh, I met her at a course called Vanus Eco. It's an evening course. I was working as a photographer's agent at the time. And uh, she said, we have to start studying biology. And I went, okay. And so I started studying biology and joined her class. Um, and we started the company together. Uh, so, so that's when it started and then it's developed from there. We started with beehives. Um, and the first thing we did was starting with beehives to, to increase pollination and also spread awareness about bees. Okay. Did you, mm -hmm. uh, did you see yourself doing what you do today when you were younger, maybe 15 ish? Oh no. <laughs> uh, no, I thought I was going to be uh, a documentary filmmaker or something like that. Um, uh, I worked in the media for for 10 years before I started studying biology. So um, I have a past in that, but uh, that's what everyone was supposed to do, right? That's the cool thing to do. But um, I realized I am really a nerd at heart. So I finally found my calling. Hmm. I understand. I, mm -hmm. I would also define myself as a nerd. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, embrace yeah. it, man. Yeah, it's a good. T it's a good time in history to be a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you started your company, I suppose you you operate with a very with a certain definition of sustainability. Um, this might be one of the harder questions, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, mm -hmm. But do you have uh, like a particular take on sustainability? Something that you see as very important? Well, I mean, we're specialized in, in, uh, in green structures and, and um, biodiversity. So sustainability for me is not um, killing off all species on our planet, uh, really, um, to um, be careful of the foundation that everything we know as a nice quality of life is based on, that there's a healthy resource base for us to, to extract from. Um, so managing that in a sustainable fashion, I guess, is what we we try to define it as. That's a very good answer. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to please. Yes. Okay, good. I don't feel uh, smart today. Yeah. 
No, that's good. It's uh, generally a very, um, I generally get a very balanced answer to this, you know, the standard people, planet, profit. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to move in the direction of the biosphere, I think. Mm. Um, so, so this is my very hard question. And obviously, mm -hmm. uh, you might have answered it partially, but I still want to ask it because I think it's an important question to ask and is, uh, what do you think needs to be done to solve the climate crisis? If you were uh, world dictator and you could decide. I was a world dictator. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, I mean, personally, what I work with is, I mean, this isn't going to answer your question, so you're going to be bound with me. But uh, I mean, my question is, uh, is the one I focus on is biodiversity loss. And the biodiversity loss is fundamental to climate change mitigation. Because if you don't have... Um, a biosphere that can mitigate what we uh, put out in the atmosphere or how we pollute and stuff, um, then there's really no point in 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 um, in stopping emissions, etc. Because mm. if we don't if we don't have a living green mass, it's not going to work anyway. So um, I put more focus on that uh, to to keep the ecosystems healthy. Um, yeah. yeah. So solving the biodiversity crisis is part of the climate crisis. Yes, of course. Yeah. 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 Do you um, uh, do you have any idea why the biodiversity crisis is receiving a lot less attention? I think it's harder to understand. Uh, it's not. It's a complex issue. Um, not a lot of people know what biodiversity is or why it's important uh, because it's difficult to explain. Not really, but but in simple terms, yeah, maybe it is. Um, and it's much easier to understand. Yeah, emissions, carbon dioxide, stop it. Then the climate change. It you know will stop climate change. Um, that's easier to understand. It's a simple kind of problem, isn't it? Um, so I think that's why it's easier to communicate around that. Um, but biodiversity loss is actually a, a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. It's probably also harder and it takes longer to address it since you can't just cut biodiversity in any way, like you can't yeah. cut emissions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's so many things that you have to be doing to conserve and restore and um you know, manage in a proper way. Uh, it's 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 very very complex. So I think yeah, that's the reason probably. But I think you touched on a really <clears throat> sorry. I think you touched on a really interesting topic here, which is that people don't understand biodiversity generally because it's such a even if it's a, a word that's thrown around very much everywhere mm -hmm. in policy to research to in media. Um, it's it's a super complex term. And, and I was thinking, like, you who work with this, mm -hmm. could you break it down for us really quickly? Um, yeah, well, biodiversity is the amount of species um, existing on the planet or in an ecosystem. And why biodiversity is important is because uh, you have a number of species performing a function in an ecosystem. And for example, then well, I work with most with bees, so it's natural for me to talk about them. So you have a group of species like honeybees, bumblebees, uh, a variety of wild bees who pollinate in an ecosystem. And if um, if you uh, if you uh, make a lot of these species in this functional group, you can call it extinct. Then you'll have a very vulnerable ecosystem. If you only rely on one species, for example, mm -hmm. the honeybee, uh, and a vulnerable ecosystem can easily topple over and start producing services that we don't necessarily want as a, a, the human species. Um, so um, the biodiversity. You, you, if you 
to have robust ecosystems who continue to generate services that we need, like clean air, clean water. Uh, we need to have a, a, a variety of species within these functional groups. Hmm. And that's and not that. an easy explanation, but... <laughs> no, that's a good explanation. <laughs> Is it good? All right. Um, it's the only one I know. <laughs> so it's about building resilient systems to yeah. avoid or to get as far as possible from tipping points. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Good definition. Um, and now, now I switch to a completely different question, but uh, mm -hmm. as, as we're still on the personal sides of the questions, I thought mm -hmm. this is a creative one. Um, who dead or alive would you like to have dinner with? Oh, gone. Um, <laughs> who would I like to have dinner with dead or alive? I'd love to have a dinner with Eleanor Ostrom. Um, she was mm. one of the uh, one of the, yeah one of the most prominent scientists within resilience. The comments. Yeah, yeah, the comments. She's a real. Well, she was a very very cool lady. I met her once, and oh. I wanted more of her time. Yes, <laughs> I would have loved to have dinner with her. Very, that would have been very nice. Yeah, I understand. Nobel mm. Nobel Economics Prize also. Yeah, yeah. On governing yeah. the commons. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's a that's a great answer. <laughs> um, all right, let's 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 go to the job. And I was um, kind of wondering if I should ask you first if you could tell us more about Be Urban, mm -hmm. or first I have this question, which is how would you explain your job to my grandmother? Uh, um, I tell your grandmother I work with nature conservation, or rather, maybe um, no, hang on. Uh, um, Uh, easily put, I work with nature in cities and make sure that we use our green spaces in a in a multifunctional way and make sure that they they keep uh, uh, thriving. Really, that's a good one, um, <laughs> Grandma. Yeah, <laughs> I think she would get it. Yeah, I think she would. A lot of questions. Mm. Um, can, can can you tell us a little bit more about um, be urban? Uh, sure. So, Be Urban, uh, we work with um, urban ecosystem services and uh, and biodiversity. So, basically, we help companies to uh, develop their green spaces or their roof mm. uh, into multifunctional areas for people and for uh, animals, insects, and plants in an urban environment. Um, but we also do uh, a fair amount of consulting within. Uh, architecture and and development uh, of urban areas mm. uh, and lastly we have the beehives that we started out with that we we um, people can rent beehives from us if they are incorporated into um, a learning sort of environment so we use them as a tool to talk about ecosystem services and how ecosystems function etc great and it's it's so interesting that um Or I, I find it fascinating that we talk so much about circularity, and and when we think about it, the space in cities is really a, a sought-after resource that no one is really reusing. Because if you look mm. at at a picture of a city from space, you just see roofs that have yeah. no purpose, and mm -hmm. and you could use all this space to biodiversity hotspots, for example. Mm -hmm. So some of it, at least. Some of it. Yeah, depending on what species you want to work with. That's the whole thing. You know, if, if you think you solve uh, the biodiversity crisis or uh, if you, you know, by putting green roofs with succulents in the city, that's not really the idea. I mean, that that's a very sort of scarce um, species um, habitat. So, mm. so 
I mean, we have to work with all green spaces, roofs and in between uh, buildings, streets everywhere, because you have a lot of species who won't be able to get up on the roofs. Yeah. So it's about creating networks and corridors. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the most surprising thing about being the CEO of a biodiversity focused company? The most surprising thing was when we started out, how much attention we got and how angry people got. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it, it's, and, and still get, um, <laughs> sometimes, uh, because we challenge things, you know, we say mm. that, uh, we have to take care of the bees and they're not just honey producers and, 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 uh, yeah, we, we use big words in the beginning to get people interested and, uh, uh, sometimes, well, you rub a lot of people the wrong way uh, when you do something differently. But also, uh, I mean, that's the downside. But the upside was that uh, it was so fascinating that people couldn't stop writing about it. Uh, and sometimes, so we got a lot of attention, which also got us clients, of course. Mm. Uh, and that was really surprising. We didn't count on that at all. Uh, but we also didn't count on having to debate bees' existence uh, with the allergic society. Asked my Fabundas in radio on the radio, and and uh, getting hate mail about us trying to kill um, people's children and stuff by putting bees in the city. So oh. <laughs> that was really surprising. We didn't count on that, uh, but re- really interesting, and also like a receipt of that we're actually that we were changing something. Um, mm. You know, talk, if you, yeah, people talk about react. a complex mm. system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand that. That sounds mm. yeah. Unexpected challenges are probably yeah. uh, very interesting as well. Yeah, we were like, what? what? Come again? Hmm. <laughs> we're trying to do what? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a pollen allergic myself, so I don't really know. No. <laughs> but I obviously I can understand it, but it's um, it's a, it's a stretch. No, uh, no, it was the bee stings. People were scared of being stung of the bees. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't. So I mean, it, unless uh, un, unless they're really pressured, which they're not, if they're just flying around. So, but yeah, people are scared. Mm. Some. Well, it's always a reason to be scared, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find we'll find scary stuff everywhere as humans. Yeah. Yep. Um, wh- what's your day to day tasks as CEO? What What do you do? Mm, well, that's a very good question, Olivia, because um, I'm looking to change that because my day to day job is basically um, trying to um, well sell our services, of course, uh, and also um, it's a lot of sort of management and planning, which is something that I'm not very good at. Uh, so I'm trying to do less of that and um, have someone better uh, at it, doing it. And I want to spend I want to spend my time being the nerd I am and reading and studying and learning new stuff uh, because the science of building artificial habitats for um, insects and so forth in cities is very new. And it needs a lot of experimenting, and and um, I want to read everything everybody's done, and I don't have time for that. So this is a very interesting point, actually, that you say mm-hmm. this because yeah. um, I have uh, been involved with a group of uh, researchers from uh, mm-hmm. uh, the natural, the National Museum of Natural History in Paris, mm-hmm. who have been doing a, a big research project on green roofs and specifically 
trying to measure biodiversity on the green roofs in Paris, right. on the 40 green roofs, and trying to see if uh, we'll find statistical correlations to see what constitutes actually a good biodiversity hotspots and what kind of species do we see, uh, when do they occur, and what's uh, what's a good um, what's like good practice to build a green roof. Um, mm -hmm. And I will definitely involve you in the discussion. We can talk about that later because I think yes, this is exactly what could interest you. Mm. Um, and everyone could learn from each other, I think, here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into the next question, and which mm -hmm. is, uh, what, what do you like about your job? Except from handling uh, media crises <laughs> about bee stings. Ah. <laughs> no, I love my job. Um, and it's lucky I do because it's a lot of hard work. Um, what I love most about it is that I'm um, fortunate enough to work with something that I feel contributes to something good. Uh, and the older you get, the more important I think that becomes um so because uh, we get a lot of emails now and and requests from people who want to change jobs and do something meaningful mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, i want to contribute i'm like yeah i hear you so yeah uh, that's very satisfying um and it gives me a sense of calm and all the anxiety about the future and and where things are going so i love that uh, but i also love uh, when i'm able to see uh, that a certain species has actually moved into something that i built you know or i put i i'm up on a roof that we've um that we've um, designed and um and i can count species of bumblebees and and um that instant feedback that you get from this job is is incredible makes me really happy yeah that's beautiful. Mm. Um, so you, 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 you talked a little bit earlier about um, having to sort of justify sometimes what you do to other people who might not mm -hmm. be the, the best recipient of what you do. So I, I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you, what's the main challenge or what's some of the main challenges you face as someone who, well, works with sustainability and trying to bring us a bit closer to the biosphere? Mm. Uh the main challenge is getting people to pay for what we provide. Mm. Um, and we work with the, you know, real estate and um, real estate development mostly. And um, there's a lot of interest um, in biodiversity and ecosystem services, but there's still not a lot of willingness to pay. Mm. Um, so uh, we, um, we do a lot of analysis and, and, uh, and tell people, um, you know, this is what you could do. And we work with the certification systems that are quite, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not that ambitious really in, in terms of bio, biodiversity. But uh, so, so, it, and we always, we always suggest things that are more than what you need to do. Right. Um, but it's very rare that we get to do them. Um, and that's a bit dispiriting at times. Um, uh, but uh, we're working on it. And I think mm. things are going to change, but I also think that there needs to be more incentive and maybe even regulations around that you have to um, do more um, to um, add biodiversity and not just make sure that you're not destroying something. Yeah. It's a uh, construction and real estate is a slow moving branch. Yeah. I yeah. have learned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, of course there are pioneers and the ones that we work with, uh, uh, are generally 
ones who have more money to spend, right? And mm. we're very happy that they spend them in the right place. Yeah. And maybe the in, ones that... In our, in our view, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe the ones who dare to take a little bit more proactive sustainability action. I could imagine it's not yes. just about yeah. riding the green train, but also no. ex exploring yeah. what, what could be. Yeah, well, they have the luxury of doing that. And we're happy that, they, that some of them at least are. Mm. Um, so, uh, when we talk about sustainability in general, there's always the topic of, um, greenwashing that comes up. Mm -hmm. Uh, is, is that something you encounter or like in any way in your work? Because I can mm -hmm. imagine that today it's a very polarized social media. It's easy to get called out for something that you don't do or do. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's well, like, what, what's your stance to greenwashing? Um, well, uh, we're very conscious uh, about it and uh, we take care that we're not used as uh, a means for greenwashing. Mm. Like, um, yeah, we do really shitty business uh, for the planet, but we have a beehive. So, ooh. Uh, so when we find that the incentive for uh, using our services isn't the right one, we say no. Mm. Um, because we, uh, we have to be very transparent in what we do as well. So if, if we're, we're to, um, survive as a company who offer these services, people have to, or our clients have to feel safe that we don't do things that aren't like completely by the book or, um, for real, if you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. so we have said no to quite a few companies actually. Okay. Yeah, t trust mm. and transparency, I think, are really important mm. in sustainability. Yeah. So not yeah. not surprising, mm -hmm. but good. Um, is there a uh, particular project that you've worked on that you found really memorable and that you'd like to walk us through really quickly? Well, I'm very proud of our own showroom that we have on Gannisunen in Stockholm. It's a, it's a showroom on the roof uh, of Gannisunen where Vasa Kronan, one of the said um, uh, companies that we talked about earlier, um, uh, who are um, uh, who work really hard with their green um, uh, uh, initiatives. I was going to say an image, but initiatives. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So they work a lot of with energy and uh, with sustainable building, etc. But mm. uh, they let us have, um, they let us use this roof where we have uh, implemented um, uh, like green roofs to show builders and city planners uh, and multifunctional um, uh, installations uh, where, where people and animals, insects, well, you know, birds and insects mostly, Uh, can use the space with people, and um, we have solar panels and uh, and different um, ped pedagogical structures that we that we work with all the time to experiment and use it uh, as um, as a means to try things out and and see what works so we can implement them um, with our clients as well. Okay. Uh, so we test everything all the time and we test other people's products as well, like rainwater harvesting systems and that sort of thing. So I'm really happy we actually got that together and that we that was a lot of hard work. Um, but it really helps us to 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 accelerate what we do um, and with the, with the experimentation, because it is all experimentation at this point. Um Uh, with these things in in cities, I mean, and but there are other other cities who have come much further, um, who we who we who were inspired by, but but 
at the end of the day, we work with our own native species. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the green roofs I've seen, at least in the research, is also really focused on the vegetation and not necessarily on trying to build a habitat. So mm -hmm. I imagine that yeah. the whole work of actually building a habitat is extremely complicated and needs a lot of testing. And um, sure. for anyone who's sure. listening who doesn't know what Garnisonen is, is I think it's a building <laughs> in uh, Estemalm in yeah. Stockholm. Yeah, Beautiful one at that. Yeah, 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 it's a massive uh, building complex. It's one of the big, uh, biggest uh, office buildings. Well, uh, I should say blocks in 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 Sweden. Yeah. Mm. Former military center, I think, also. Yeah. Um, all right, nearing the end here, and uh, mm -hmm. I was just uh, curious if you uh, two two last questions really. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any? upcoming projects that you uh, would like to promote a little bit or tell us about something that you find exciting? I don't know. I mean, the exciting thing now for me is that we, we're able to work more and more with uh, adding to structures in, in sort of the um, spirit of after this uh, pandemic, uh, where people are trying to restore and reuse uh, buildings and green areas. Before, mm. before it was more... Uh, yeah, take it all away, redesign it and build something cool. Uh, but now it's more like, how can we upgrade this? So this is a service that's that's much more uh, relevant now and is one that we really love and, and want to do. So, so we get in there and identify... Um, uh, what can be done to to elevate like ecological um, aspects of it or even social or safety aspects, you know, whatever it could be. Um, and it, it, it feels really nice to be able to do that. And we're also more active in the, the in streetscapes now. So we, we're helping with building uh, safer and more interesting and quieter and greener streets, which I also think is a demogra uh, you know democratic question that's really mm. important that it's not all roofs and stuff because it's not accessible to everybody. So yeah, it's not I don't have like a specific project. I mean there's but but that move like that trend that's coming now is very exciting for us. Yeah. Uh, sounds so exciting. I'm almost, I, I really hope I can come visit the uh, Be Urban yeah. someday. You want a job? I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I'm, I have my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. But it would be good to see, having worked with Green Roof so much, I am still surprised yeah. that I haven't been on one yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you, you have to come and visit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and my last question is, um, mm -hmm. if you have any tips to someone who starts off a uh, job or career in sustainability and mm -hmm. um, what have you learned that you should have, could have learned earlier, maybe? Uh, I don't, we were lucky. Uh, we had a business model, uh, that meant that we didn't have to wait for, for, um, we didn't have to take any loans or wait for cash in or investors. I think that just launched us into um, being able to make a living off it uh, straight away, which is which was good. But uh, a lesson learned also is, I don't know, but yeah, I'm mean, a humility, you know, <laughs> you think you have this great idea. And, uh, and you, you might, uh, but um, it's important to listen to other people as well. I mean, a, a certain measure of pigheadedness is probably uh, useful as well, um, because otherwise it's, it's, you know, you, you stop yourself all the time. But uh, humility and listening to other people's advice who sounds true to you um, uh, 
is is super important. And also, you choose your advisors wisely. Sounds wise. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm an old sage. Yeah. No, it makes no, you no, wiser, though. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> all right. That was um, that was all for me. Thanks so much for answering the questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. Thanks for having me. This podcast was produced by Laura Messner, Rachel Gradine, and Olivier Rostand. This episode was hosted and edited by myself, Olivier. Uh, we would like to thank today's guest, Yosefina, for sharing her professional story with us. Thank you very much. Uh, a big thank you also goes to Jakob Prusian for providing us with the music. If you enjoy this podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Masterpods, also on LinkedIn. Um, we post new episodes every Wednesday. If you want to talk about your sustainable profession or you know someone who you think should speak to theirs, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at masterpods.eu. Talk to you next week. Goodbye, everyone.